0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown & Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com.
2: This was an incredible concert, even for a bunch of older rockers. This was an awesome concert at Rogers Place last, what, September, October, somewhere in there. I would recommend it if you get a chance to see The Offspring, I would also recommend Giving us a call or a text 780-496-0063. Brendan Escott here. Final half hour of Inside Sports tonight. Lots of time now for you and your opinion on Victor Qui. I, I had to cut Stephen off, so we're going to give the first quick words uh, back to Stephen here on the hotline. So we kind of got the point you were making there, Stephen. The name change has oh, definitely ruffled the feathers of sort of the, more, the base it, it, of fans.
3: It did more than ruffle the uh, feathers. Uh, It's a a hatred for uh, what's going on. But I'm not going to complain about that. I'm going to offer a solution. The Edmonton Management Group has money. uh, Mr. Richards alluded to that in this conversation this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to propose something here. Keep my number because they might want to hire me after this, Okay. (laughs) I, like I mean, they got to have they got to get some sand and they got to stand up. And really, if they want empty stands to continue, it might be worth it to put a contingent together of five or six people, uh, diplomatic, uh, measured in their words, uh, and uh, go on a special uh, survey into the. Uh, uh, into the north go to the Indian Eklabut uh, Nunavut uh, Stephen is this not the, the exact go, type uh, uh, of thing
2: that they did in the first place though like I'm sorry to talk no, over no, you here not. but this is, I'm not going to no. sit here and give credence to the fact that they didn't do research before changing but the name they, so, if so if to, I, I appreciate the call but we're going to move on from that because uh, again I don't think there's a direct correlation with uh, their performance on the field and I'm not going to sit here and pretend they didn't put effort into uh, the research behind that
3: Peter's on the line as well how you doing, Peter? Not too bad. Um, I got the impetus to call. I heard a, a fellow by the name of Chris call Chelsea this afternoon, and he mm-hmm. had a lot of points that I agreed with. Um, this has to do, on my point of view, with the, the fans a lot. All we are is basically we're the we're the money managers because. We pay the money, but we have basically nothing to do with anything that happens with the team, which is, I guess, only right. But it started with the trade of Ricky Ray for a sack of footballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had nothing to say about that, and that was an awful trade. Uh, I know the Eskimos did a lot of surveys. They went up to, the, to Inuvik and uh Tuck the yak and they they did promotional work up there. And I I'm pretty sure I heard from Len Rose that they were in favor of the the Eskimo name. It was not derogatory. We didn't have any kind of an insignia that was derogatory. It was just a, a you know a benign E and E, uh, E E I should say, not E and E. Um, and then all of it. Well, not then. All of a sudden, over the years, we get these uh, do gooders
2: so I Trudeau. guess Peter what I, what I would direct you to here is, is as it relates to the move with Victor Qui today how do you correlate these two things Victor Qui wasn't around when the name was changed so are you talking about the just the, you know the culture of the team right now
3: well the, the culture of the team like I said the the fans had nothing to do with anything we we if they would have, I don't know whether they did a survey of, of the actual fans. I'm single. I, I buy four tickets to the Elks because I, I just support the city and the team. But I, I was really incensed, and there isn't anybody that I've talked to personally at the, at the Eskimo games, Elks games, that was in favor of, of that move. And we had nothing to do with it. It was all decided by outside forces. Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, the mayor uh, a number a number of of people I, but the actual fans were you could have taken a survey I, mean, yeah. uh, I, I, I boycott uh, Boston pizza. If I would have had intact insurance, I would have dropped them like a, a dirty shirt uh, because I was incensed at at the way they treated us they said we 'll we'll drop you as a as a, as a uh, supporter of the team, uh, and poor old Rich Preston, you know, Chris. he, had, he had no, ch- no choice either, you know, and, uh, we don't know the inner workings of why, uh, Victor Qui got fired. I'm not going to blame the, the board of directors or, uh, like, like you said, there's inner workings. There's stuff that happens that we know nothing about. So I, uh, what happened happened, but I am, I am still incensed. I, uh mm-hmm. I have all my Eskimo jerseys and uh, you know I've spent I've, I've been going to games since I'm nine years old and i'm I'm 73 now so yeah
2: well I, I, I hear you Peter and I know there's a lot of people out there yeah, that with similar I'll, similar I'll stories let you go. and, I got it off
3: my chest Thank yeah,
2: you. I, I appreciate that and 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 you know it's it's again I say this is not the reason that they're losing football games though I empathize with those who are still frustrated by this uh let's try and keep this as relevant to today's news as we can this isn't a conversation about the Elks name this is a conversation about a new direction and leadership uh wow is this the regular host of the program calling the show is this reed w on line number three hey hey brendan how's
4: it going now we're hanging in there reed <laughs> well you're a lot more patient than i am because if people don't want to talk about the news of the day you're right Stephen. you don't get on uh anyway good for you for uh bearing with those last two calls mm-hmm. which Quite, I'm on holidays, so I can be a little more liberal here, which, quite frankly, were awful. And people need to get up to speed here with the news of the day and yeah. not be snowflakes about something that happened two or three years ago, which was difficult, and I didn't like how it happened either. But it's happened, and it's not why the team is bad. I mean, if people want to talk about the decline of the franchise – it started going back to 2006 even, and I outlined that on a show about a month ago, some of the things that had happened along the way. I mean, this is tough today. Um, I'm not overly surprised. Um, certainly, i had been hearing probably for the last couple of weeks that Victor Kui might not last till the end of the season. Um, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what the timing was going to be, you know, I, Blake, Blake touched on it, that they can say that they're parting ways, but really this is a firing. Uh, I know Morley alluded to some social media posts by, by former Elks employees and, and there clearly is more to this than, than Tom Richards or the board is, is going to reveal. Um, you know, just the way things were worded, the the brevity of the of the news release, um, you know, the way Richard answered questions today. If Quee's conduct was an issue, and he kind of said, "Well, we can't get into anything like that." There's privacy to talk about. Look, I, I, I don't like talking about rumors too much, but but I am comfortable saying. You know, I'd heard enough about Victor Quay, and I know people who work for the Elks, that uh, perhaps he wasn't the most popular boss. Now, a lot of people don't like their boss, but... You know, is there something more to it just in terms of uh, his how he spoke to people, how he acted when he was disagreed with, how he um, behaved publicly in terms of uh, some of the comments he made? I mean, he made a, a foolish uh, interview. He did a foolish interview with Dan Barnes after one of the losses this season. I mean, the president of the team shouldn't be talking after losses. That's for the coach and the players. He can deal with, with other things. So, you know, there are a lot of rumors out there. They can't all be true, but I think there's something to this in terms of uh, Victor Kui and his conduct and his behavior and his leadership that clearly it didn't jive. And the board of directors reached the point where we can't have this guy at the top of our organization anymore because we're going to drive away employees or discourage people from working here. It doesn't connect to the 0-9 record, but it makes everything worse in a winless season you know if, if they're six and three do people care who the president is or even that he's leaving it's probably more of a footnote mm-hmm. but i think this now just weighs uh you know gives more weight to the to the pressure that this team is under and to the perception mostly accurate that this is a franchise in disarray that you know kind of needs a, a pretty major overall here uh to turn it around. So. That's kind of what I think, Brendan. I think you sound. Uh, I think you sound great tonight. Uh, I, I I had to call in because I like doing shows on big news days like this. But you're well, doing great, buddy.
2: I I appreciate I appreciate you uh, jumping on here and, and weighing in, and lots of other callers here in the hopper. So we're gonna let you get back to your night. We're gonna step out here as well one last time on Inside Sports. I got Jim, Chris, Fred, James all hanging out on hold here. We're gonna try and get to you when we come back. <laughs>
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates,
2: Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. 747 here in the capital region it's brendan escott with you the rest of the way back again tomorrow as well as dave campbell gets set for the elks and tiger cats out in hamilton again a 5:30 kickoff on thursday evening we've got the countdown show for you at four o'clock we'll wrap up the week together too friday looking to get uh oh, across fans will remember the name john lintz might even still be uh, watching them on the TV, perhaps. But the Minto Cup in town, going to talk to a lacrosse legend about what that means for the community. But right now, we're getting right back to the phone lines here. Fred has called in, likely wanting to talk about the day's news for the Edmonton Elks. Fred, how's it going? Well,
0: you're doing a great job, buddy, to begin with. Um, hey, I got to follow up the big guy now. Wow. Anyway, uh, you know what they got to do here? I don't want another decade of darkness. Already went through that with the Oilers. I cannot do that with the Elks, especially in a nine team league. So here's what they gotta do. I got a good solution. I just thought about this actually. Get a hold of Daryl Cates. Why can't they take over the Elks? Yeah, to me,
2: honestly, Fred, it's it, it. makes about as much sense as as anything in this community. I think it makes sense in other you know markets in Canada for this type of thing. And and I I don't know. I mean, I'm not inside Daryl Cates's head. I don't know how that kind of thing works as like like a tax write-off. Considering it's you know a team that doesn't really make a lot of money. I'm not sure. But is that an avenue that the team should explore? If you're asking me, absolutely. The way that they brought it out today, or or the way it was addressed today, is that private ownership isn't being considered. Although I, you know that
0: that's pretty tough to admit in the middle of the season too. And you know what? Uh, bring in some of the old boys. I have a big press conference. I don't know. Bring in a guy like I don't know. Top of my head, Warren Moon. Fan recognition. The fans have come back out. Uh, this It's thinking so quick, and it's going to completely disappear if something's not done drastically here. And yeah. I guess it's a start today, but uh, to get fans back in there, like when the orders are going through tough times, you know, they finally figured it out, now they're top of the league and all that kind of thing. Why can't we get back there? It's So, for me, I'm disheartened. Uh, it's embarrassing, actually, mm-hmm. what's going on with this football team. And you know what? We got to get the fans back in there because I don't want to see this team fold because of you no know, fan support. And I know there's a lot of diehards out there, but I think you know what? Get Kate's involved. Have the orders they are great at marketing. Uh, <laughs> come by the whole league
2: <laughs> well, we uh, we might end up in a situation where it is some sort of collectively owned league I'm not sure I think the Daryl Cates thing might be a little bit more within reach Fred always appreciate hearing from you we're going to move on to James here as the show wraps up James you're on the air Okay, two things.
5: I really want to talk about the talent and what I think could be done. But the uh, the big guy there should be back and apologize to the name-calling of those fans. You really need the fans. And if you're in sports, I'll tell you, you fill that place up with fans, the team will get a few extra points by the cheering, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the atmosphere is has certainly been
2: lacking there, James, in recent weeks. Right. I know it's tough to latch on to the momentum when there's, there's not a whole lot uh, of... I mean, first of all, I mean, there's not a whole lot done in the first half of the season to get the fans out of their seats, but nope. there needs to be more fans there to get out of their seats in the first place.
5: Yeah. And the other thing is, now with the talent there, I haven't heard from anybody in management anywhere. They just say, we need to catch the ball better, we need to do this better that's not that's not answers and i think they really need to have a uh something out to the fans here's what we're going to do to change that mm-hmm. you know you need different talent now as far as the name i'm not going to get into that but to me they should just drop the elks make it ee and we're the Big E, and that's that's simple and <laughs> there's like 50 people that got the name to be changed there's two million people out there that want it changed now yeah no I hear they're what you're saying James always appreciate the input to, yeah let's they should listen to the people yeah and that's all that they're wanting and fans do bring points to your team yeah I appreciate
2: the call James I don't disagree with that uh, let's go to Kevin here on line number five only time for a couple more calls here Kevin you're on the air
3: how's it
1: going
2: I'm doing all right how are
1: you I'm uh, not too bad I got a little sidetracked on my point here. I just do want to mention there, you got the one guy called in there and then the other co-host called in and said you should be not talking to these fans. I think you have to because uh, the way everything went down, it, it, uh, the fans, obviously you can just tell. The fans feel that they've been left out. 6.30 Chet is the voice of the Eskimos or the Elks now. And uh, this is, I think, their way just to vent their frustration or, or let, let have their voice be heard. Mm-hmm. And the fans
2: need this. The team needs it. They they need something, right? But yeah, anyhow, I, I understand where out. you're coming from, Kevin. It's it's not just frustration from this year, right? It's it's four years worth of frustration. It's it's going back to a decade worth of not being at the standard that everybody came to expect. So I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah, I'm a fan, I'm a
1: season ticket holder for 17 years too, and I kind of feel that way. But my my point though that I'm calling in for is. Uh, they with uh Cooey there, and they're talking about the uh He was maybe a hard guy to work for, but Mm -hmm. I think he kind of come there, and I'm only speculating, but I think he come there with high expectations, and they might have set the bar higher than some of the people that we're used to.
2: Yeah, I mean, a fair consideration, area. Kevin. It's tough to know what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, there's been a lot of reporting from different sources on the uh, the workplace environment, and that's what leads me to believe in the legitimacy of that reporting. Uh, if it was just coming from one place, okay, they're a little bit skeptical. But we're hearing this from all over the place. So, uh, and again, you line that up with the timing. I mean, just if you if you start doing your own detective work, it, you you might wonder. I know a lot of people want to give Victor Qui the benefit of the doubt here, and uh, and fairly so uh, but certainly moves like this don't come without reason we're going to give the final word here to jim who's been hanging out here on hold for quite some time jim appreciate this you're on the air
4: yeah thanks just a quick uh, question and a comment uh, i don't understand why jones wants to retain a place kicker who can't kick field goals or isn't allowed <laughs> to kick field goals over 40 yards that one is a mystery to me. And as far as the uh, the man at the top,
2: I think you need a football man, and uh, I think we'll find that person and we'll be much better off. Great call, Jim. Thank you okay. very much uh-huh. for that. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Je- <laughs> Dean Faithful, to me, this year has been Dean Faithless. Uh, that's low-hanging fruit, I understand. But when you can't trot a guy out there in professional football to make more than a 40-yard field goal, and even that's been a question mark for Faithful this season, um, yeah, I think that call for skepticism that being said he has made his last four or five in a row so the, the worries that i had in the beginning of the season they, they've been quelled should sergio castillo be on the team would it be if brendan was the general manager potentially but i'm not And i'm not a football mind chris Chris Jones is. So lots more to this story. I don't think this is where it ends. I think that uh, we're going to hear things trickling out over the next while. Uh, Maybe more to the story that we've sort of been alluding to that didn't come out in the wash today. But as always, keep it locked here on 630, Chad. We'll keep you abreast of everything that you need to know. The team is on the road as of tomorrow. They're going to sleep in their own bed tonight and then hit the road. They will head to Hamilton. Take on this Tiger Cats team that did hand them a loss back in week seven, July 13th, here in here in Edmonton. Trying to make amends for a lot of losing this year. Pretty clean slate, though, if you ask me, really. 5.30 start Thursday on 630 chat. Again, I'm back in the driver's seat of this show. Tomorrow, more on the Elks and Tiger Cats. We'll hear from Tony Brar from Oilers TVs coming into the studio. We'll shoot the breeze about his summer. Also, there's an Edmonton Marathon participant gunning for yet another Guinness World Record. We'll introduce you to him. Or maybe reintroduce you if you've heard the story. Bob has Oilers now at noon tomorrow. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for everybody that texted here and called us on the CertainTeed hotline. My name is Brendan Escott, in for Reed Wilkins and Dave Campbell. I'm saying so long. Oh, thanks, Kellen Kennedy. Thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow.